This is MMA Love, Love from America, our podcast in English. I am your co-host, Matt, and he is the host of your show. You know him by now? You love him by now? It's Luke from Seattle. Hi, Luke. It's really nice of you to say that on Valentine's Day. Hi. <laughs> let, I love you, too. This let, is love from America. Yeah, let, let me I just say that things. I didn't say that to my wife, but I said it. To, you said it, so it's good. I I remembered to say it, but I don't. Like I, it wasn't on my own accord. I remembered, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I saw something and it reminded me before we started recording, like, Oh, I should probably go in there and, and say, I love you to her and then hold the dog and hold the dog together and be cute. You know? Beautiful. Um, love is always a good reason to do something, but, um, Luke, why the fuck are we doing this today? I, I am doing this today because sometimes less isn't more. Sometimes we need more MMA podcasts. And when you watch a UFC card like that one, you really want to talk about it. So that's why I'm here today. Also, uh, Seattle has gotten more snow in the last 24 hours than it has in a 24-hour period in the last 57 years. So we're snowed in. So I let I'm it staying in, recording a podcast and talking about MMA. It's great. I let it, I let it slide that... Uh... We, we made it three podcasts through without talking about the weather. Now it's the fourth. We talked about the weather, but it's, it's, a, it's a historical it's a event. It's a historic so. event, sir. <laughs> we it's have not our, just rain anymore. <laughs> seven inches of snow. All right. We have our usual segments. Um, first one is called Restart the Sport, where we talk about UFC 258, um, some fights to watch, some tips for you. Um, Luke will talk about everything he watched, which is a lot. And probably, if you have time, we'll um, look into next weekend. Uh, we'll transfer over to my favorite segment. It's MMA Gossip Boys. There is a lot in there, so we'll go through it when we reach that point. And we'll finish with the Luke segment. Um, there is a, a small surprise in there for Luke, but... Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> we'll see, if that, we'll, we'll see if, right. that, if that um, works out. So, restart the sports segment. Um, I have a I have a clip for that. We'll we'll talk sounds and stuff. We'll we'll add this to the show because it needs it. But uh, we'll we'll start the segments. Segments need intros. Yes, and the intro right? of this segment is this one. This is CTE Island. This ain't Fight Island. Thank you, Dustin. I think I think there is not a, not a better one. It needs a bit of sound. I'll 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 work on that. Mm -hmm. uh, UFC two fifty. Eight, Usman 258. 258, 258. 258. It, it has been 10 events since the UFC I attended in person in Vegas last year. Oh, my God. What what card was, was that? At, I, I was at 248 for Zhang Weili versus Joanna Janjacek. Basically the best event that ever happened. Certainly the best of 2020, right? <laughs> best fight of 2020. I don't know. I mean, we're going to... I sent you a picture of me shaking hands with Neil Magny and you freaked out a little bit. It, it might be it might be that I already added it to the to the page to <laughs> to mmalove.com uh, in the hosts. 
um, on the host's page. <laughs> it, took us in, it took us entirely five minutes to get completely sidetracked. <laughs> let's let's go let's go into the UFC two five eight because there is actually a lot to talk about. There is. Um, we, what I want to do is uh, we don't want to just re rehash every fight. So we'll go into fights which we would recommend you guys, which you might not have watched this card or you're you're going to during the week. So we'll give you a tip from... Yeah, from, a lot of our listeners are in a time zone that they cannot really watch this live without correct. being jet-lagged for two days. So I get it. So um, we'll give, we'll give the them a tip. We, the way we do this, I watch it live and then you catch up when you get up on Sunday morning, right? Yeah, I stopped, I stopped watching UFC events or MMA events in general for a long time. Um, life when they're past my bedtime, which is around nine o'clock. So. Yeah. So usually, usually by the time I get up on Sunday morning, you've already watched it and we can talk about it on a podcast. So it works out pretty well, but for our European brethren, uh, man, yeah. the thing that stuck out the most, probably Grasso for me, probably yeah. Grasso, but there was a lot of fun stuff on the card. I think that's that's funny you say that because the, the fight the fight I loved the most on on this card was was Macy Barber against Alexa Grasso. Um mm-hmm. so we're we're in in unison for that one. It's it's really Valentine's Day, I think. Grasso is possibly the coolest customer I've seen in a while. Like just kind of just kind of, like no matter what's coming at her, no matter what's going on, she has like no expression on her face when she's in the cage. It's great. She's just the in in uh, round three. Macy was just throwing haze at her, trying to get her out of there because I think she knew she was down on the cards and needed a finish. And still, Grasso is just like there's there's barely a grimace. You know what I mean? I mean, I, kinda... I get I get the faint. We we have talked about this before, and and it's it's a thing that. Some some people think it's the next big thing in MMA. It's it's the fainting stuff. It's it's giving your your opponent looks what might come, but then you you chain another technique or you you line something else up. But I, I'm not quite sure if if Macy has gotten the note that the feints can't be done from too far away, and all of her no, feints. No, it's it's that's just. <laughs> I mean, that's just a Watterson thing. You know, she watched too much Watterson and, and she was ghost busting a little bit. You You're think right. you yes. think that if you if you watch too much Michelle Watterson fights, you'll you'll start to faint from and give give your opponent looks from too far away, which actually if you're if you're a good fighter like Alexa Grasso is you just you just no sell it. Well, there's that. I mean, but she no sell she no sold everything whether Macy was in range or not. Macy, like, there was some moment, maybe it was like, I think it was in the second round when Macy just shoots for a takedown and it's like from three or four steps away. It was the ugliest takedown attempt. But Grasso just still just kind of like, just kept sliding back and got taken down and got back up. Oh, wait, maybe that was that awesome scramble in round two and that's what led to that. But either way, yeah, it was it, it was like, it was like, it was like, yes, Macy's fainting from far away and Grasso's not showing anything. Macy actually clipped her once and Masso just, Grasso just, you know, turns and returns fire with like a one-two. It's great. It's great. Yeah, this, this fight, they, they hit each other. I mean, sometimes 
Macy connected with her shots, especially mm -hmm. in, in round three when she really... I think her cor the corner of her was good because they told her that she needs to go all out, and she did that, and she she swang and bang in the third, but it was oh, a bit yeah. too little too late. Barbara, and will, Barbara, will, Barbara will absolutely walk through anything to get to somebody, right? Yeah, she had to. I mean, I, yep. but that's that's what but I liked then, about... Like, a lot of fighters won't, you know, a lot of fighters, yep. like, you'll say that to a fighter in round two, you say, hey, you're down two, two, to, two to zero. And here. they change you nothing. Need, and they change nothing. They just, because they can't, you, you, they can't find a way through and in, and into that range, into that distance, and they're not willing to take the pain to do it. Or maybe they like it's hard to convince your body to get punched in the face, right? So yeah, I, I give that to Barbara that she she turned she turned it up in the third and that she had the, totally. the gas tank to do it. She even she even landed some good good stuff, but Grossa was just better, and Grossa just yeah she established that she's not a comeback fight. Nope. And she established that she's she's strong enough to be in the 125 pound division. There was a lot of yap yap on the commentary booth about how big Macy is and how <laughs> strong Macy is, but Grasso is just as big and just as strong. Yeah, I haven't seen much and of I that. I think I think I think who had who missed weight by eight pounds at 115? Was that Grasso or Macy? Oh. Someone, one of them did. And that and and it was I don't think it was I, th I, I think, think it was, was Grasso I, th I think I, I didn't think it was think Grasso it. and they're talking about Macy being the big the bigger person the stronger person and Grasso's the one almost dying to make weight at one fifteen so uh, I think the the last thing I, I like wrote down about this fight was yeah it's, was, it, I I googled yeah. it I googled it it's it was um, Grasso missing weight against mm -hmm. Claudia Cadella UFC mm -hmm. two forty six. Yeah. Um, she so, she was missing by five and a half pounds, which whatever kilo that is, but it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. It's halfway to one twenty five. Fight at one twenty five, and she's. I think she said in her post fight interview as well. I didn't change my weight. I just had to cut less. So that's another. That's another thing that she's that's just true. Way more comfortable at one twenty five. But that that sure is is my my fight of the. Of the evening, that was a very, very strong performance of from Grasso. She did everything she needed to do to cancel out um, what what Macy did, and and she did she did a perfect thing. Yeah, I liked it a lot. It was fun. There were scrambles. There were firefights. Round three was was a little wild. Um, so it was fun. Uh, I did want to ask: Do you want to make any imaginary matchups for Grasso six months down the road nope. in that division? Nope, nope, nope. You know what? You know what I will say about it, though. It makes Tell me really me. happy that there's somebody it, at 125 that I like know now and I want to watch now because there really wasn't anything going on at 125 that I found that interesting. And watching Grasso keep moving up the rankings will be fun to watch. Okay, if she can't. I mean, you, yeah, that's actually you sold me on, on that that I might want to have him. Who could she match up with? Where is was she ranked before? No, she wasn't. Macy, she they, was they at, ranked. She was at fifteen. Oh, she was at fifteen, and, and Macy they ranked at ten. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Then <laughs> co-main co-main pay-per-view event. Uh, <laughs> they could do her against Jessica I, and Jessica would would. Yes make the same mistakes with fainting from too far away that that's a that's a takeaway of that fight right but yep. there, there is a lot of interesting matchups now for for grossa she i i think yep. 
Did she fight Antonina before? Actually, she would maul Antonina, but Antonina is ranked 14, so that these ranks. Or anybody are in the top 10 that's on a loss coming down, I'd kind of like to see them Roxy. start matching top fighters on a loss coming down with fighters on a win coming up. I wouldn't. That wouldn't kill me at all. Like Roxy, I feel like Jennifer Maya lost to Chev recently. Yep. I think I I think everybody has lost to Chev recently. <laughs> yeah, that's maybe that's true. Wouldn't surprise me, right? So. But yeah, it makes 125 more exciting, and I like that. I like it when a division has some people I recognize and want to see because that going into this card was the big problem. Like I don't, it's two divisions on the main and co-main that I don't find very exciting prior to this event, and don't care that much what happens in them prior to this event. And both the co-main and the main event made me excited for these divisions again. So that's that was really good matchmaking, and it worked out really well. These, um, these takes are, are the reason why we pay you so much here at MMA Love. Oh, man. And, it, and I must tell you, you folks, when you, have a, when you have a picking correct rate of less than 50%, guaranteed podcast. <laughs> um, but that's, that's the part. Usman Burns, also awesome. Yeah. What what did awesome. you what what stuck out for you for in in that in that matchup? Burns has bad fight IQ, and yeah. Usman is a problem. Tell me tell me the bad fight IQ thing. I'm interested in that. He rocked Usman in the first round, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. And then he just and then he just laid on his back, kicking his legs while he re- yep. while Usman recovered yeah. for like <laughs> three minutes. Like, like how are you gonna if you're not gonna move if you're not gonna at least butt scoot towards him and try to grab his leg and take him down with you i know burns is a jujitsu guy i know he wants to be on his back or or at least that he's comfortable there i know but he's got power and he rocked usman with i think an overhand right and i'm like you know you rocked him you could just get up to your feet and try to finish him and then it was too late, and Usman established his jab and was actually knocking Burns down with a jab. It was awesome. Yeah, Usman's Usman's jab is is amazing, and he it, it was it was amazing for a long time. That that dude can do something which is quite quite the thing. He can change his stance, and then he just jabs, and he jab he just jabs once. He he doesn't do a one two, or he he doesn't follow no. it up with a with a double jab or something like that. He just jabs, and he. Because he he can switch his stance from from orthodox to southpaw, and he just jabs away, and he's he's using his reach and his length, which a lot of fighters don't do. Um, yeah, and and what he also does very good, his feint game is on point. You don't yep. know what is coming, and and the jab is so fast that and it has to be so strong because he he basically fucked up Colby with it. And he, yeah. in the, I think it was in the second round, not not in the first, but in the second for sure, and he, and in the third as well, he he dropped um, Gilbert. So that that jab twice. is is a problem. You're right. Twice he dropped him twice with a jab. So my I guess my question is in 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 that in the technique of that when he's dropping him with a jab, I know his jab's powerful, right? Like there's 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 a clearly clearly. Uh, technical and power uh, expertise there, but is it also that he is so fast and so good at timing that Us- yeah. that uh, Burns was moving in at the same time? 
like that, literally just walking onto it. I think he creates it with the, with the stance switching. He creates more torque in his in his jab by switching the stances. He he pass he, he waits for for Burns to to be a bit closer. He he changes his stance and then he hits him with the jab. Um, so that's 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 really amazing. That is high high technical accolades. Can't can't stress it. enough how good this jab is. You know who was the last person in the, in the UFC who had a, a almost perfect jab? I think his I think his initials were G, P, and S. Correct. <laughs> George. They actually had a side by side in the promo of GSP and Usman. I oh, did they? Okay. Yeah, I no, that was a really nice touch because a lot of the time, like the UFC, is petty enough to not even to not even put a former fighter True. who retired in. So True. I I really did appreciate that. I think it was when I think it was in the promo lead up, like they both had twelve wins in a row or something like that. Yeah, but so who's gonna who's gonna break the record? Is it gonna be Usman? And he did. He's got thirteen wins. I think I think Gilbert did a good job in the first round because. What I what I think I told it to you, or maybe I told it to Vladimir in the other podcast, that um, if you want to beat Usman, who has a an almost mechanical robot game, he, he's so mechanical. He does he does everything perfect. He's a, he's straight. He's waiting for you, but you need to bring it to him. And and Gilbert did a good job in the first to do it. He he hit him with a lot of of low kicks when he was not um, laying on his back. Um, you can't wait for Usman to to get his rhythm and establish his his robot game. So, yeah, yep. I don't know why he why um, Gilbert abandoned it, but yeah, Usman is a yep. problem. I agree. I I think it was just I think it was just what he wanted. He thought maybe he went in thinking he would sub him or something, and that's what he wanted. So he wanted to try to get him to the follow him. To he the might ground. have known something from the from the training sessions <clears throat> that he, if if they were on the ground that he might be able to submit him. That's why he did that. But yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you can if you can submit Usman that easily. And what you can't do for sure is stand with him and start jabbing with him or start playing around with him because he's he's the best at it. Yep. Can I give you my top line for UFC 258? Please. This card was fun, and I take back everything I said. <laughs> UFC trying to sell me a watered down card. This oh. card was fun as hell. Yeah. I had a good time. I think I think part of it a lot of the time for me is I'm also on a Discord with you and some other people that makes it a lot of fun. But um, sending my friends messages and watching these fights is a these were good fights and it was a lot of fun. Exactly. Um, yeah. Special shout out to the Cuban Missile Crisis Marquez. Uh, he seems like a fun person from his post-fight interview. I, I would like to see more of him as well. <laughs> yeah, and he's he walked out. out Miley, it, for FYI, he called out Miley Cyrus and uh, then said, oh, I lost a bet. I got to go shave my head later, y'all, and just walked off. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> he, he's, his walkout song was also a song from Miley Cyrus. And, yeah, it was, I think it was I very fitting. It was Blondie, so I don't know how good a cover it really is because I did think it was Blondie, but apparently it's a Miley Cyrus cover of Blondie. Yeah. So, that was that was good. It's good. It's the Cuban Missile Crisis against Coconut Bombs, which mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I like the nicknames, but but they're certainly better than Pitbull or the female Pitbull. <laughs> I so, mean, female Pitbull is a good nickname. No, Pitbull is a very well used. It kills nickname. me. Female pit, Pitbull kills me. It's the epitome of of everything I hate how, about nicknames. How does that translate? Does that translate well, or does that just sound even worse if it's in Swiss German? Which one? 
female pit bull. Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's, <laughs> you just leave it in English because it's still so bad. You just don't want to even think about it. We actually talked on the other podcast with with Benjamin Brander, a, a pro fighter from from Switzerland, about his nickname. He's Bellator his, veteran. Bellator veteran, yeah, Cage Warriors veteran. His um, his nickname is El Skeletto. It's a great nickname. That's a, that's some something his trainer or his training partner gave to him, Ahmed. And uh, I really like it too because. It's a Swiss-German guy with a Spanish nickname given to him by a training partner named Ahmed. Because he was, because he was so thin when he, when he fought at a, at a lower weight class. That guy what also, is, he, what Ahmed, is he fighting at now? Oh, I'm not sure. Ahmed has a good nickname game too. One of, one of the training partners of, of Benjamin um, is called El Camarao. It's, it, because he's, he's so red. He's, he's, a, he's a white white red dude, so he's called the... Uh, not, 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 I don't know the. Yes, yes. It's, uh, not, don't know the English word, but shrimp. A uh, shrimp, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because yeah, I used good. to work on a on a on a construction site, and we had a guy like that that would just turn red as hell if you started giving him a hard time. So that's that's, that's perfect. Some of the Spanish guys, some of the Mexican guys called called uh, cam. They called him uh, camera. I can't remember the camarao, but yeah, camarao. Yeah. yeah. Any other takeaways that. from that card? It was fun. Yeah, I have uh, nothing. I wouldn't recommend watching because it was all pretty fun. I did miss one armbar in the prelims, but that's okay. Everything was fun. Um, yeah, yeah, I liked it. I have I have I two two small things. Um, Vieira okay. getting supped. Yeah, it, that's that's like yeah. This this that this happened. It's. It, it, it basically is something that can't happen. I know he gassed Seems out. I know like... he, he he hadn't, and he had such a dominant position in the first against Hernandez, but then he got subbed in the second round. I mean, he was subbing after three subbing minutes. Vieira for Anthony Hernandez is like me. I don't know, winning a basketball game against the dream team. I don't know. I'm not a, not a good I, comparison, but I don't. I think. This kind of speaks a little bit to my hypothesis that I have yet to prove out that if something is plus 1,000, like a fighter and, yeah, a, bet it. And, a, and a method, if it's plus 1,000 in MMA, you should probably just yeah. bet it. Yeah, of and course. And just bet the same amount every time because anything can happen. And that sub, as Anik the Gambling Addict said, was a plus 3,000 bet. So you bet everything like that. If you had bet one unit there, you'd have 30 more units to bet one unit on outcomes like that. And it seems like these things happen more, way more often than they should. Yeah, but it, it, if you if you'd ask me before, and 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 if you ask me the the, the odds for that, I would say it would ha it would have been more than 1,000. But that's that's a thing. Vieira getting sopped, and I'd have to shout out Kelvin Gastelum because I was a bit down on him. But yeah, me too. that fight instinct on that dude is is so incredible. At least in this fight, it wasn't. You said <laughs> this dude is only twenty nine. I didn't know that because he looks like he, he looks so like fifty. Weird. It's so weird, man. It's but the so fight weird. instinct on him, he, he was defending a takedown, ducking a hook, mm -hmm. going in for the takedown, taking that fool down. I mean, that fool. <laughs> it was. It was. Yeah, because if, I, I say fool because. Um, Heinish, I mean, I, I'm not sure why he's so good. I need to good. ask you, I actually have a note here that says, 
that says, ask the European his thoughts. And that it is related to Heinrich throwing a Kimura attempt from bottom with no leverage. Yeah, but yeah, the again, second one, the second again, one was bad. Yeah. The so, first one, so, the first uh, success one. Success rate. Did that make sense? Maybe you, you could maybe you could turn him over. You have you can block him and still threaten his shoulder. If you he did it actually he did actually a bit of a sneaky move. He he tried to torque it more. He was like like in a in a very fast motion, tried to hit it up even higher. So you can hurt a shoulder, maybe if, even if a shoulder is a bit hurt before, if if a guy is not that flexible. So the first one he had, it's not it's not the baddest thing you can do. The second one, I, I have no idea. I have no idea why Heinish is actually that good. That's why I say this fool because he, I, 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 he's I can't like half Hulk man. He's huge. Yeah, but I can't tell you what he's good at. I can't tell it. I, I have no clue what <laughs> what this dude is good at. But he wins fights. He wins fights against very good people. Okay, he KOs them mostly. Um, but yeah, it's Ian, <laughs> Kelvin. Ian Kelvin Good was very impressive. Ranked number fifteen on the UFC rankings. <laughs> How crazy is that? Yeah, I, I love. I but love. Don't worry, Chris. Chris Weidman is ranked eleven. So Weidman versus Heinisch is the is the way to go. I think that's probably the fight to make. But Weidman has to lose to Hall first, so we'll see if that actually happens. I have what I have, what I still have here. Um. Oh, did you did you get the shallow depth of field camera they they implemented? I now? hate it. It's the worst. It. Okay. I mean, we're old guys and, and everything new will... More? This is like, this is just fodder for my MMA promotions doing technology badly segment that I'll do someday. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Yeah. It, it, as I said before, it, we're old guys. We don't like new stuff. And uh, mm. it's not that true. Because, yeah. But that, that shallow like depth of field camera, I'm not, I'm not sure why they, why they do it. It's... It doesn't add to anything. It just looks it looks odd. Yep, and I don't need this to look more like a video game. Yeah, that's that's what it what it because it, it's it's rapidly approaching that uncanny valleyness, even though it's real life and it's not great. So let the people tell. Twenty five minutes in, let let the people tell them. Um, Barber versus Grasso is a must watch. Usman versus Burns is a must watch because of the jabs. Viera getting yep. subbed because it's basically it's it's the white whale. <laughs> appearing uh gutierrez was on the undercard and he's fun to watch yeah. you should watch that if you like if you like kicks watch gutierrez we like kicks uh yep. guillotine defense it's a thing you have to learn it yeah you do and uh, we'll go into that later usman didn't touch gloves people were getting mad i liked it so i liked it too not sure why people think you have to be uber friendly before and even afterwards why would you why would you be let's get in the zone man <laughs> we're supposed to hurt each other here not not be nice so yeah all in all ufc 258 was a a very good card despite the lack of star power that's i don't like the line that dana says if you don't like it don't watch it and if if i had to pay like 70 bucks or it or something for it i wouldn't be disappointed now but i would think it's too much yep how about 75 bucks? Did you pay 75 bucks theoretically? Theoretically, I did not. Baby. And that's the deal, man. You're going to have five fights or so fall off this card in two weeks leading up to it, and you already had only one fight I cared about going into it. Luke. I have to at some point draw a line with UFC pay-per-views because guess what? It's only 21 days until the next one. Correct. 
Um, I told you before that you have to um, step up your internet game, get a VPN, buy the European one hundred and eighty. Yeah, you guys, you guys haven't made eighty five dollars for everything a whole year. I think that's fair deal. Let's go into. I mean, you are you're um, the segment. We'll we'll call it now. It's Luke's fight fox weekend. <laughs> so you watched a lot <laughs> of fights. Um, I just, did. Just keep it short for for the okay. I think three events you have. Three event. Well, I watched Lion Fight sixty three of Wyoming. I believe it was Muay Thai, but to be honest, I have no idea how Muay Thai works. I watched Titan FC sixty seven on UFC Fight Pass on Friday, and then at the same time, I also watched LFA ninety nine on Fight Pass, which is absolutely the most horrible way to watch fights because Fight Pass requires you to only have one session at once going. So you can't have multiple sessions on multiple computers on multiple screens. You can only have one session with three windows on one screen and only one audio feed. It was terrible way to watch MMA. I don't recommend it to anyone. However, top line, low-level MMA is still fun to watch for me. Uh, Muay Thai, I still don't really know how it works. I didn't know you could throw someone on the ground, but it was fun. There was a guy from brazil at lion fight 63 named washington dos santos he seemed good uh but i don't know how muay thai works so maybe he's just average i don't know it's fine um in lfa 99 i need you to help me figure out what happened when some guy climbed onto cody brundage's chest and wrapped his legs over his shoulders but it wasn't for a triangle i couldn't figure out what was going on but i sent you a screenshot so that you could make it a uh cover for our episode today. yeah brundage brundage definitely will be the cover of, of this episode he's he's a thumb i love the guys who are, who are getting battered and getting choked and just give their thumbs up casually that they, they yeah, have a bad day I, at well, work i mean i don't know if he was getting choked the guy just kind of was holding on to him and brundage was kneeling there with a guy holding on to his chest and shoulders yeah, it looks. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he has he has a, he's a one arm out. Yeah, no, no, that's no joke. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a good it's a very good picture. You'll see it in the in the show notes. <laughs> and and it was fun to watch. Actually, LFA ninety nine out of all of them had a couple fights that were fun to watch. Darian Weeks and the fight and the Cody Brundage fight were two fights that were fun to watch. Darian Weeks for the circus stuff and Brundage because he got that backpack off of him and then arm triangled the guy. So that was fun. Um, Darian Weeks, uh, there was a little bit of a, a little bit of a of the European football there when he stepped on a guy's head and the guy kind of pretended it was a stomp or a kick and then got a little break. So that was funny. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that that covers it. It was fun. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I'm always I'm always here for the low level MMA because low level MMA is fun. I call it low level. That's not really fair. It's not amateur. Yeah, it's, it's medium. It's, it might might be medium, medium level. Medium level. <laughs> it's approaching. It's approaching Bellator PFL level. Yeah, you'll definitely get some guys in, in line in, in LFA and in Titan FC that might make it to the UFC. So why not? Let's put it this way: on the Titan FC card, there was a guy who lost and fell. His record is now two and sixteen, but there was also a guy who won and his record is now ten and one. So you're gonna have. Uh, a lot of variance in your skill levels on these cards. But they're on Fight Pass. They're free to watch if you pay for a year of Fight Pass. So you can't really go wrong watching fights on Friday nights if you have nothing better to do than watch the snowfall, you know? 
last thing in this in this segment next weekend that that is that is another card another week is is going on um we have two fights on that card uh, any any takes from for you for UFC Fight Night Blades versus Lewis I'm excited that Olenek is back I like Olenek he I back. like watching him wrap people up and slowly choke the life out of them until they tap um Drakkar close is back he cost me money at that UFC 248 that was fun uh <laughs> I was a moron and bet against Benny Dariush, and then Benny Dariush head kicked Dracker close to hell. Um, and Yana Kunitskaya is on this card. I just recently watched one of her fights where she was her face was stepped on in an Invicta fight, and she armbarred someone anyway. I forget their name now. Um, yeah, this is exciting. I'll watch this card. Yeah, this card's I, me too. It's too. it's also it's it's um. One of Europeans' hopefuls from from England, Tom Aspinall, is is fighting Andrei Olovsky. Ah, uh, excellent. Tanya Evinger, that's who stepped on her face when she armbarred her. Yeah. Um, how many fights? A lot. But a lot. A, a, a but how many will, will actually make between it between now and then? Not yeah. Sure. Exactly. Two, three, four, five. Good. That is that is the the serious part of of our show. Now we're switching into something more exciting. It's MMA Gossip Boys. There is no life I know to compare with pure imagination. <laughs> that was Luke's wish to have that isolated. Uh, I did that for him, so we'll, we'll in, hover in over. In honor of any time Dana talks about Khabib coming back. Oh, my know. God. <laughs> will will it ever die? Will, will, um, will Khabib ever relinquish the... The belt, we don't know. I, we I have, thought he already had. We I have a fixed, retired, we have a fixed segment. We have to touch on first. It's Ben Askren versus Jake Paul. It's a boxing match that will happen. Do you have an update? I checked out Askren's uh, social media. Um, I will admit to you now and the listeners that I checked it out for the first time ever two days ago, and I was very surprised when it was entirely about Bitcoin. Litecoin and Dogecoin. There is nothing about boxing, so. But that is it. That is a Ben Askren update. It's it's fine. It's we we didn't say he, that it has to be related to anything. It's Ben Askren is into you, Bitcoin. I I have a question. Yeah. Do you think he will take the money from this boxing match and then buy a new type of coin on the hope that it also bubbles? Yes. And then he can make money. I, I love am, it. I am quite sure. I'm, I, I couldn't. I, I didn't do the journalism thing I needed to do, but I'm quite sure that Chatri once paid Ben Askren in Bitcoin. There was a Reddit post in the video game stuff about like one of the first e games things, tournaments, whatever the kids do, whatever the Zoomers do, and I think it was League of Legends, and the people that were like in position 3 through 15 were paid in 25 bitcoins like of course years, and years ago of course. so that's that's Ben Askren update we have i have not heard anything of Jake Paul which is maybe better so let's move on to yeah yeah let's, let's to let's. the to a bigger bigger thing it it is <laughs> it is in in the gossip boys segment because nobody can know for sure that any of this stuff will happen but Scott Coker like risen has risen from his grave i think you would say that and he announced a i mean he could he could be a robot <laughs> he uh, he announced a light heavyweight let's call it a tournament for god's sake L let's call it They're a tournament it a grand prix. 
they're calling it a Grand Prix even. So let's let's call it that. It's nothing like that at all. We had discussed this already. Maybe we can go into it. But Bellator announced this thing, and I I'm I was hating it first, and I had a lot of theories about this so this Grand Prix. I need, to, I need to give I need to give our illustrious sure. listeners, our friends of the show, so a little bit of background. This was announced, I think, Tuesday or Monday, and I was in bed at midnight. And you had just gotten up and you were just diatribing on the chat about it to me. And I and I hate it. I'm going to write lists. I'm going to make an Excel spreadsheet. And I said, look, it sounds like you have thoughts. Do you need me to get out of bed and record an emergency Bellator podcast right now? Because I'll do it. We'll do 15 minutes of emergency Bellator update with like the news. The, what's the, the, the news bulletin sound like? Boop, 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 yeah, boop, we need, boop, boop. We might need that. We ha- we, no. Bellator update, emergency podcast. I'll run it down. They have announced Anthony Romero will face Anthony Johnson. Yoel Romero will face Anthony Johnson. Ryan Bader will face the Yoda Machida. Vadim Nemkov will face Phil Davis. And Dovletskan Yag. Shimuradov will face Corey Anderson, and you hated it. But yeah. now you don't hate it anymore. I did my lists. The only thing, the only thing I found out because I, I was collecting all the records of these guys. I was thinking about that all these guys sure have losing records. Um, that they haven't fought anyone um, above 0.5 of a, of a winning record. The only thing I found out is that the the median age. I, I think I already told you, but the median age of these fighters is quite high. It's it's like 35.5 years old. Yep, I picked 37.5, yeah. but Vadim uh, Nemkov is actually younger than I thought he was. Yeah, Nemkov is like down. 29, and, and Dolevjan is is also like, he's around 30. So these two guys fucked it over. We, we're not sure if Joel Romero is not 50 or 60, so it, it might have been even higher. But Joel Romero does not know either, so that's fine. So actually, some of these guys have good good fighting skills. I, I, won't, I was once the biggest Lyoto Machida mark on the planet. Um, but that guy had seen his his best days, I'm sure. But yeah, now oh, yeah. none of my Bader, theory Bader actually handles, actually so. none of my theories came through. Um, and now I'm the, I'm a bit intrigued. I have to say. Okay, so you asked me why do people why do people like this so much? And by people, I think you meant media, but you might have meant me. So I didn't take it as a personal attack, but I was like, uh, he might not. He <laughs> might be attacking me. I said. I like it because I know who's fighting and I know who they could fight next. But you don't. So there's no... Yes, I know that... <laughs> yes, they could get Rona. Yes, yes, they could get hurt. Yes, yes, they could get uh, denied entry to the United States. I don't, yes. Anything could happen. Yes. But I know what the promoter is thinking and what the promoter will do if the promoter is able to do it. And that is way different than <laughs> pretending Khabib is not retired sure. and making fights that don't matter and making me think about wolf tickets because I don't like thinking about wolf tickets. So in that sense, yes, this is still pure imagination, but it is not such pure imagination as to be a lie with the intent of making some other fighter take less money to book a fight. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I get it. It's... It, <laughs> I'm not a fan of that. I mean, that's my diatribe. <laughs> I mean, one night tournaments. We had that in our glory discussion. It's it's no, it's yeah. useless in fight sports. You can't yep. you can't have the thing I like the most, which is 
some of the best version of two guys are, are fighting each other and they are not hurt by a bout they had two weeks before or two hours before if it's in one yep. night and this or is this is actually spread training, out a bit yeah. more it's it's two months or three months even um yep. but yeah what whatever happens with between these these months it's well at a minimum i think at a minimum at least one third of these guys are here for a paycheck right sure so, like, if you look at what's booked, the 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 most compelling <laughs> there's two compelling, uh, th- two or three two point five compelling things for me. One, that Bader handles Machida. That's not very compelling. Two, Corey Anderson is somehow an underdog against an unknown, which is interesting. Yeah, this uh, guy is actually quite good. So he's quite good. So the bookmakers think Corey Anderson should be an underdog. Corey and Corey. Anderson may work this guy 25, eight. eight. Yep. He may not. And then my biggest storyline is how much does Anthony Johnson miss weight by? That's he needs, what I, want I mean, he so. needs to, he needs to miss weight for, for us to be happy. Dude, Yol Romero versus Anthony Johnson is a hilarious meme fight and I'm here for it. I love it. Yol, I don't think misses weight at two Oh five, but Anthony Johnson, Definitely could. Do you think Phil Davis can wrestle Fokkenemkov? Um, honestly, I don't think so, considering Nemkov handled Bader, but and Bader's a wrestler. But I don't, I don't know. Like here, I don't know why, but I never liked Phil Davis, and always picked against him whenever I watched. Like, but I mean. He actually, I see something now. I really like now. his he, hair now, man. I really like his hair. Nemko, really Nemkov good. actually fought Phil Davis in 2018. Oh. Already. And well, he won by split decision. So yeah, Nemkov did. So yeah, it's a, it's a rematch. That's what, that's what was another of my theories, that they basically just threw the whole light heavyweight um, roster of Bellator into just... And, and, and said it is a Grand Prix, but it's not the just whole roster, the but it's almost the whole get roster. Some meet, get some clicks. They're just getting some clicks. They're getting some love from the it's media. Working. They're getting some love from the media that hates Dana. You know, yeah, like, it's working. It's, I mean, Scott's good at what he does. Is, I don't think he Scott's though? bad at this. Is he? I, no, I don't <laughs> think he's bad. Like, he's taken this promotion that's just absolutely cursed, and at least after taking two months off and getting Showtime to buy it, is doing a thing that is getting me to care about but, it. But you know, you know, the, the the former owner of Bellator was Bjorn Rebney, and you know his his thing was with Bellator. You know it, right? It was the it was tournaments, yes. right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was watching you. I was watching MMA then. Yeah, yep. it just just that yep. people think, oh, a it's lot, the greatest just thing. A lot of, just a lot of pit bull. <laughs> it's the greatest thing. Scott Coker is the best promotion promoter on the planet. He is actually giving the fans what they want. The World Grand no, no, Prix. No, 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 that's not what I mean. I'm not. I don't think that because he's doing a fake Grand Prix. That's not a Grand Prix. I think that because he's found a way to get me to care about a fake Grand Prix. That's not. Yeah, a Grand me, Prix. me too. I don't you know why. Never get me to care about it. That's the thing. And I think maybe that- it's the fact that these guys were in the UFC. Maybe it's because it's yo. Yol Romero, but I think it's just because I want to know how much Anthony Johnson misses weight by. But we'll I go, mean, if that's a story, that's a story. You yeah, know? we'll go into we'll go into the um, light heavyweight Grand Prix because we have to. And, um, but let's move on because we're running a bit short on time. Um, 
what do we have here? Oh, I have two what would you do things in the MMA gossip things. I, I want to establish it. So oh, okay. I, I'll just okay. ask you. Okay. Um, would you join the Gastelum Dojo? Would you buy the t-shirt of the Gastelum Dojo? What is that? No, probably not. What is it? <laughs> yeah, they. I think it was DC or maybe it was Rogan that they told the story that Gastelum has his own gym now. And he, they really called it, It's Gastelum has his own dojo now with his wife, he's basically his fitness trainer. And he yeah. talked about the Gastelum dojo several times. And I just imagined that I, I basically would buy a Gastelum dojo shirt. So I just wanted to ask you if you would too. If you would too. No, probably not. But that's because I don't train. I just I would feel like a fake. There is I used to be a I used to be a volunteer firefighter, and I had a I had found a Tucson Fire Department T-shirt at a thrift store. So I had grabbed that, uh, and I was wearing it to a taco truck, and all the Seattle Fire guys showed up and saw it, and were just giving me side eye because I was wearing a Tucson <laughs> Fire Department T-shirt, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I, I guess they're right." I feel now I feel a little ashamed, like I'm a fake, even if I used to be a volunteer firefighter. I, think, I shouldn't wear this because I'm not anymore. So I don't think I would wear a gym shirt unless I was training at a gym. You know what I mean? A Miyagi Do shirt. shirt. A Miyagi Do shirt. A what? Miyagi Do. A what? Karate kit. Miyagi Do. I know. I know the Karate Kid, but I haven't Damn. watched the new show yet. You don't have to watch right? the the new show. You just have to watch Karate Kid one. So, mm. Gastelum Dojo. I, I liked. I like the idea. I like the sound of it. I'd I'd have to see the shirt. So that's that's the would would you thing. I have another thing. Um, it's called. Um, I'll I'll spoil it a bit here. We we'll go into it another time. But you are actually in the process of ordering. MMA backed, MMA fighter backed, created, funded food stuff. MMA affiliated, fighter affiliated food of some sort or another. Yes. So you because will review the things for us which we can't have. Well, yeah. Some I'll, of it. I'll, I'll review what I can get. I sent Chad Mendez's fins and feathers excursions an email saying, where's the jerky? I was hoping to order some jerky. And they said, we discontinued it a long time ago, but we're thinking of bringing it back. So keep your eyes <laughs> on the website. Like, oh, well, too bad I'm late to the party. So I was going to order some jerky of exotic animals that Chad Mendez may or may not have shot. But instead... I will order, I have ordered the Condit Coffee, uh, I think it's called Thousand Hands in Albuquerque. I'm not sure what his roaster is called, but he owns a coffee roaster coffee shop in Albuquerque, and I have ordered uh, some coffee from them. It was really funny because it cost money, and then there was no weight, so I have no idea if I'm getting four ounces or four pounds. <laughs> Maybe you so can we'll see. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's no funny. weight at all. I'm getting a bag of coffee from Carlos Condit. It's also a very hipster thing because that coffee costs a lot. It costs some money. Yeah, it was mostly the shipping, to be honest. Like it, it you go to the grocery store and buy coffee here. It's not uncommon that it's going to cost you like fifteen bucks for a bag of decent stuff, but. Yeah, you you'll pay fifteen bucks for decent stuff here too, at least. But it's Switzerland, so it's way too expensive for anything. So I was a bit surprised that Condit is actually charging like fifteen bucks for his house house special. I'm very excited Oro, for you to Oro's review it. Blend. Oroboros blend. We'll get there. And you had you ordered another thing. 
uh, you already did tried I? it, I yeah. Oh, dust in the hot sauce. I yeah. thought we talked about that I'm already. Not sure. I'm not sure. Which is, which, oh well, that's my that might be I, my brain. Though. I, I Dustin's hot sauce is good. I put it on everything. Now I think. Um, now I think I remember. It's it it not <laughs> spicy though, so just be aware. It's not really that hot. That's all. It's fine. We'll Mary we'll get into that. Yeah. Probably not as a segment on the regular show very often. Let's if at see. All. But we'll see. Very good. The gossip boys are over. And we're changing. I'm not I'm not sure what we agreed on which clip for the Luke segment. You have you can wish one. You can you can hit have a, a button. Hit, ju- hit just a button. just just okay, I hate one. I'm not a person though. I'm not. <laughs> I'm a fucking feeling. And all oh. of you guys Perfect. I think that's you, that's Britain. the new sound. Thank you, Britain. Britain. The Luke segment. Oh, she's so great. I can't believe she walked that back because she has a feeling. I'm so happy she was so honest. And I'm listening. I'm listening to her every day in the morning when I can't get up. I'm just listening to that one. I feel excited. I feel refreshed. I feel energized. I feel. I feel something. I feel a feeling. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it might. It might be. It might be. Uh, it might be just residuals. But you know, I feel something. What is your special for the Luke segment this week? Oh. Um, why is this not for a belt? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is actually, is, that's not actually the question. The question is, uh, why, if you have a, why is it only main events that, and belts that are five rounds? And I think, I, I just thinking about it, there's always conversation on the commentary booth about how this guy or that woman has never fought five rounds. They've never been in the championship rounds. They've never blah, blah, blah. And I think to myself, like, well, they've been in the top five. If you have somebody that's going to be re- that's ranked in the top five, make the fight five rounds. Make them go five rounds because it makes, it, it makes them prep for that. It makes them prep for championship rounds, which I guess is why they're called that. But it also is going to make your main events and your fights for the belt that much more compelling and competitive if those fighters prep more for five-round fights. Because there are fighters who have just been in five-rounders forever, um, Tony Ferguson. But there are other fighters that get to a championship fight and have never been in a five-round fight for whatever reason. Jail Sonnen, Jail Sonnen actually said something a while ago about these five round things because fans were clamoring for it. But he said he said something interesting. I think he he said that okay, if I'm fighting for five rounds now, I need to get paid more because it's more work. And if it's not for a belt, if it's just two more rounds of CTE. Then I'm not into it. I'll stick That's, with the three that rounds. That sounds like something. That sounds like something someone com- convicted for fraud would say. <laughs> you don't like you don't like that thought that it's basically. Yeah, I don't. It, no, I don't buy it because because you get paid more when you become the champion or when you fight for the belt. But this is about. This is about increasing your own brand as a fighter. This is about showing you can go five rounds as a fighter. This, so you're, yes, you're fight. You, yes, it's more work if you fight for ten more minutes. But does it 
change the amount of time you put in at a training camp? I doubt it. Yeah, it's, it I, I'd say so, yeah. It changes your camp a tiny bit, right? I think it's it changes the camp quite a lot, I think. Mm. Just what? So what? Like just more cardio? Just different different ways of different ways of doing rounds in camp yeah what game planning change? game planning will be different your strategy um adapting that adapting more to work i don't think yeah. it makes it more work i think it just changes the work yeah okay that's that's you know one way I mean? to yeah okay yeah you're right but but in, uh, on the evening it's 10 more minutes and you don't get more for these 10 more minutes right yes that's true but if that's Chael's biggest concern, then he should work harder for finishes. I think he's done working. I think so too. He's he, doing well with his desk and his and his his slightly questionable legality wrestling promotion going does, on. In he Oregon does a, a right podcast now. like we do, so that he knows where the big money is. Well, I hope he has. I hope he has hundreds of patrons. Hundreds. <laughs> not the sure. thing that the thing that brought it to mind um, was the the women's strawweight division of uh, the top the top five names in there and i i just wanted i wanted those top five names to have five round experience and i think they all do but maybe not yawn anyway yeah. that was just my thought i like when you have a when you have fighters in the top five and they go three rounds, and then it has to go to the judges. That's that's at that point that I really want to see another two rounds out of fighters at that level. We have maybe they get a finish. Yeah, you know, I don't know. We have another six minutes or so. Do you want to go into something else, or did we forget anything? Uh, so two things that I'm looking forward to. One is kind of silly, uh, and maybe I shouldn't look forward to it, but there's five heavyweight fights in the next 14 days in the yes. UFC. At least one of them will be good out of those five, and probably let me, at least let me three ask of you them something. will go to decision. Let me ask what? you something. Where is, the, where is the heavyweight hate coming from? Heavyweight, it's, just, it's just a lack of cardio out of people, mostly. Yep. You know, and it happens in every division. It's just that it's... It's just that the bigger the guy is, the more likely you are to notice that he's just com gone completely out of gas. And it's and it's also when both guys just go completely out of gas, you're just like, oh, this is this isn't great to watch, man. I'm basically but, betting you. I'm betting you right now that uh, Yarisinho Rosenstreich against Cyril Gunn can't be a bad fight. It can't. Uh, it's I, not possible. I agree. I agree. I agree with that. And I think Olenek will be fun. Absolutely. Uh, which leaves us three fights that might not be so fun. And that is part of the circus shit that I love. So I'm here for it. Heavyweight fights are basically, they're either the best or the worst. Yep. Yep. We, we've seen go the, to, the worst Go to fight. the yeah. casino and watch a local MMA show and they'll put the heavyweight as the main event. And those guys will gas in 35 seconds. And then it will be terrible. And everyone will boo at the casino. I mean, the, the worst fight I have ever seen in my whole life, and I've seen millions of fights, was Francis Ngannou against Derek Lewis. It's a yes. heavyweight fight. But then you have things like Dos Santos versus Velasquez. 
and yeah. you have the, all the Crow Cop fights, you have all the Fedor fights, you have uh, basically every Stipe performance, you have Daniel Cormier's performances. Now you have these younger, I mean younger in in, in a in a fighter sense, in a heavyweight sense, in younger. a heavyweight sense, younger um, fighters. So yeah, I'm, I'm like 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 <laughs> Rosenstruck, meaning they're like our age, so like Overeem. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, but age. even 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 uh, Olenik, um Grants Chris Daukaus. So yeah, it's. I mean, okay, Olenik is forty three. <laughs> he yeah. could be your yes. dad. Yes. Yes. The, yep. I I love I love that call out of the of the five heavyweights. Let's make it a Grand Prix. We should. I think we should. I think uh, the winner of the main. I think the winners of the main event should face off for a title shot. Actually, that's probably already going to happen. Yeah. Is did Stipe get booked? Did they finally book Stipe and Francis? Yeah, I think they booked uh awesome. is it Divisions are moving. Amazing. Yeah, I think I think that's official. Yeah, it's official. Yeah, um, 27th of March, UFC 260. Um awesome. Stipe versus Francis and you have no one else on that card so far, but that's a also, long way out. Coming up in 14 days, Magomed Ankalaev will face Nikita Krylov at 2.05. I will have uh, his walkout song ready, and I will you. play it. We'll talk about it next week yes. in, in advance. And uh, who else is on the... It's not... It's one of those things where I'm, I'm, I'm looking at a card and I'm like, how many names do I recognize out of these 24 fighters or 28 fighters on this card? And I recognize six. I'm like, okay. That's I don't not... know anyone on here. Is yeah, that bad? It's... Is that good? Is that just what it is now? It's Krylov yeah. against Ankalaev. That yeah, it, it, we will have we have lots of fun in the next weeks, watching mm -hmm. watching some heavyweight Grand Prix from the UFC and having having fun with that. And, and don't worry if you don't want to watch that. LFA 100 is on the way. <laughs> I'm sure if if neither of all of us will watch it. I, I know a guy who will watch it, and he'll he'll um, be on this show, and he'll tell you all about it. <laughs> At least one good thing happens, and I will watch it and tell you what it is. Luke, we're already an hour in, so I think we'll call it quits for today. That was a lot of fun. Do you want to do the like, share, subscribe, or do you want me to? Do it. Do it? You Our do website. It. Our website is mma-love.com. Our Instagram is MMA Love Podcast. You can see the updated picture on the website. You can catch the show notes on the website, should there be any. I might link to a Ben Askren crypto tweet. I don't yep. know. And uh, any, what am I? It would be good if people reviewed podcasts, right? Does that help us when people review? I, or is it bad I don't because they say fuck. that they don't, that they don't <laughs> like my takes? If you leave us a bad review about my takes, maybe that's even better. That's I'm better. not sure. I mean, any attention is good attention, right? Yeah, but if you have something, a question you want to ask us, if you want us to um, talk about a specific subject, or if you want us to go deeper into one of our very hot takes, just send if us you an have email a or. or you want me to watch and tell you if there's anything good that happens on it? I'll do it. Yeah. So participate, like, share, What's subscribe. What's our email address? MMA Love Podcast at gmail.com? No, I have no email address, but you can hit the button on the. On the on the homepage and it sends an email or send an Instagram message or you can go to facebook.com slash podcast, send an, a message there uh, whatever suits you best I love it oh, I think one of the, one of our 
carriers anchor or something anchor.fm you can send a message there you can send a message on spotify it will it will it will be awesome wow all right i think that's it for the show good job pal thank you so much and uh have a wonderful week thank you see you later bye bye <laughs>